You are listening to Seed Thoughts by Wayne Shemish. If you would like to know more about Pastor Shemish or the work in Thailand, you can find out more at www.thailandministries.org. And now, here is Pastor Shemish. Well, welcome back and glad you're able to uh, take some time to listen in again today. Uh, I want to today follow up on what we did recently, which was uh, what to do when you get hurt in the church. If you haven't listened to the first podcast uh, before this one, please perhaps go back and start there. Uh, that might be a helpful introduction and in the beginning of what we've already uh, started here. So I, I want to follow on for those who have. Uh, we made uh, three uh, particular points uh, the last time. Uh, One of the things we said that you could do that might be helpful would be to lower expectations. Uh, Secondly, we talked about reinforcing to yourself why it is you go to church. And uh, thirdly, we cautioned against uh, being careful if something has happened that uh, you really are getting uh, accurate information, and we discussed that. Well, let's continue with that. The fourth thing I want to say to you uh, about uh, dealing with hurt in the church, uh, number four, I want you to Uh, to uh, focus on what is still good about the church. And uh, sometimes we lose sight of that in our pain. In fact, any time we're hurt by uh, an institution uh, or a person uh, or or a workplace or anything like that, what tends to happen is uh, our, our reaction psychologically is the thing that hurt me Uh, is bad, bad, bad. And uh, rather than uh, the thing that hurt me is good uh, or is still helpful, but this aspect or this particular event was hurtful to me uh, and that was bad. And sometimes we tend to, you know, throw out the baby with the bathwater and uh, we we lose perspective. So you need to focus on what is still good about the church. So you might say, well, you know, uh, it's good uh, that the church continues to preach and teach the word of God. That's something good. Uh, It's good that there are still good and fine people uh, in the church and uh, who are trying to serve God, sincere people trying to live for Christ. That's a good thing. Uh, uh, There might be uh, aspects where you look back and say, look, uh, Um, This church uh, has been a blessing to me or helped me in these ways before. That's a good thing. And uh, I'm simply saying that rather than allow the pain or the wounding to become the entire narrative of your story at that church, you need to put that in perspective. And it can be difficult, uh, but to say, look, I'm, I'm hurt presently and I'm hurt about this, uh, but uh, there's more to this story. This, this, may be a, this may be a chapter in the book, but this is not the whole book. This is not the whole story about the church. So trying to focus on what's still good about the church. Uh, was the singing good? Um, was, was, uh, was, uh, uh, was it encouraging? Did somebody encourage you today? Uh, do you remember when people there helped you? Uh, do you do you remember uh, when the pastor helped you, or the pastor before that, or or I'm simply saying that you must not allow your hurt to erase your history 
and 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 uh, scope out a narrative in your mind and in your heart that is not an accurate reflection. Balance is very important to us finding a level perspective again, despite our hurts. So focus on what is still good about the church, despite some hurts. The next thing, uh, and I believe that'd be number five here in our list, is don't attach too much weight to someone or to the leader's personality in the church. You know, um, that's not the most important thing. Truthfully, what could be happening is that the leader of that ministry or the leader of the church or the leader of that group or, or maybe just somebody else, uh, maybe what's happening is they're going through some things themselves. Now, uh, that is never an excuse to be unkind or to mistreat another. Uh, there's, there's no excuse for that. And I would hope no one would ever uh, try to excuse their own conduct uh, because of how they were feeling personally at the time. Uh, it may be a factor in explaining what happened, um, but it's certainly not an excuse. But it would help you as someone who maybe will have to deal with hurt or uh, is going through hurt to just not put too much weight on that. You know, you, you don't have to like everybody in the church. You have to love everybody in the church, but you don't have to like everybody in the church. You know, the reality is that you're going to gravitate to people uh, who you have a connection with or who you can relate to. And uh, there'll be some people that you will not readily uh, feel that you can relate to them. You, you'll not find their, their personality particularly warming to you. And that's okay. That's okay. You don't, you don't have to like everybody. Uh, you just need to love everybody. You see, you see love, love is not feelings-driven. Uh, love is a decision you make about how you treat someone, how you think about someone, how you speak uh, to somebody. The Bible says that God set his love upon us. Really what that means is God just made a decision that he was going to love us regardless of whether there was anything, inverted commas, lovable about us. So you don't have to, you don't have to like everybody. It's, it's okay to say, I don't particularly warm to that person, or, or it's even okay to say, look, it, it, you know, uh, this uh, leader, the, the, the pastor, someone else, you know, I don't particularly warm to every aspect of their personality or who they are, but that's okay. Uh, I'm mature enough to understand in life there are different people who have uh, different uh, perspectives, who, who have uh, different personalities. And the fact that God put us in the church together, uh, that's part of my maturing process is to be able to accept people who are different to me. It's kind of like your brother, your sister in the family. You know, every family has that, uh, that crazy uncle or cousin or auntie or someone who uh, turns up at the family gatherings. That's always a bit strange. Uh, but in a way, they even become endeared to the family simply because they're just one of us. Sure, they're odd. Sure, they're a bit quirky. Sure, they're a bit strange, but they're one of us. I think you need to look at the church that way. You're part of the family of God. And uh, sure, there are some people there a little quirky. Sure, there's some people there who can be a little strange. Uh, sure, there are some people there that you may not warm to, but that's okay. You need to have the maturity of character 
and the spiritual maturity to say, I don't have to like everybody, but I do need to love everybody and be kind and uh, be encouraging. So don't put too much weight uh, on someone's uh, personality or style of doing things. Uh, also, sometimes when people are going through things, um, their, their, uh, their personality may just seem to be a little bit off. Can I use that word? Where you're just thinking, you know, they didn't used to be like that. Uh, or I don't really know that was the, he's normally not like that. She's normally not like that. And, uh, and that's probably true. They're probably going through some things. Remember that when people are going through some things, they're not obligated to tell the whole world about that. They don't have to stand up and, and, uh, and share with everybody everything that's happening. Some people like to deal with things in a private way. Uh, some people like to just, uh, you know, handle things in a, uh, a less public way, a quieter way. And uh, we need to have the maturity to give the grace to somebody to say, look, uh, they're probably going through something. There's something happening. We know that when things happen to us, it sometimes throws us a little bit. So don't attach too much weight to that. Uh, have some maturity where you can just uh, yeah, deal with those things. Uh, you know, you don't need to say they've changed and everything's changed and may maybe they're just going through something. Now, the next thing to consider uh, in our thoughts on what to do when you might get hurt in a church is to consider this. If God led you there in the first place, then there is a purpose in you being there. If God led you there, then there's a purpose in you being there. Now, I believe if you've been in a church for uh, any reasonable amount of time, it's highly likely that God did lead you there. <clears throat> uh, maybe you came into that local church through somebody winning you to Christ, or, or maybe, maybe a flyer, a pamphlet came to you. Uh, maybe a friend invited you. Uh, uh, it, it, maybe you, you came in through a family member, but, but we need to understand it's God who uses those things to direct us in our lives and to reach out to us and to place us in a local church. You know, being in church is not just about going to church. This is not the Rotary Club or the Lions Club. This is something entirely different. It's spiritual and it's God who has placed you in that local church. Now, I'm not, I'm not dismissing uh, that uh, the time may come where you will be somewhere else, and we'll talk about that uh, a little later. But I'm simply saying, if God has led you there, remember when you prayed, uh, remember where you were before, remember how you got there. And if God has led you there, then he for sure has a purpose in you being there. Now, maybe that purpose is for you. Uh, maybe it's for another, maybe for both, but there's a purpose. I think about, as a missionary particularly, I think about people in local churches who support missions and love missions and how that those people are a driving factor in that church, uh, helping missionaries and, and praying for missionaries and caring about the reaching of souls in other places. And, you know, when you remove those people from the church, Sometimes the missionary burden can be vastly diminished. The end result of that, the practical outworking of that, 
is that often missionaries on the field uh, are getting less support, less prayer, less care, and uh, that has a direct impact on what happens on that foreign field. So what I'm saying is you may be doing more than you realize you're doing. Your being there may be contributing more than you realize. Will you say, well, Brother Shemish, I'm not up front and I don't get a lot of attention, but you don't need to. Uh, uh, you, you really, you're living for the Lord and you, you may be doing more. Your words of encouragement, uh, uh, your, your giving, your designating to missionaries, uh, you're actually contributing to the work of Christ, maybe far more than you realize. And it might be that that's part of the purpose that God put you there. Uh, it's always sad to me when people leave churches who were supporting missions and now they don't support missions anymore. Uh, they go to another church where they don't support local missionaries on local fields, but uh, shall we say they plant campuses in another city somewhere, and I'm not against that, uh, but I'm just saying what happens to the missionaries? What happens if everybody did what you did and, uh, and just left and no longer supported missionaries? What's the fallout of that? What's the damage to the work of God? How much does that affect souls in other places? So if God led you there, for certain there will be a purpose in you being there. It might be that you'll be a needful voice one day to help bring stability and blessing to the church. Uh, it may be that you will be there to encourage another. It may be there's somebody there who particularly relates to you and God has placed you there for that person. There can be lots of reasons. So if God led you there, there's a purpose in you being there. And that's one of the things we need to consider uh, if we're feeling uh, hurt uh, by the church. Well, I'm going to stop there today and uh, we'll continue this on. Uh, I hope this is helpful to you. My prayer is that as you think about these things, the Holy Spirit would help you, would join the dots, would quietly speak to you. Uh, I want to see you blessed and going on for God. And, uh, and it's, uh, we don't want you to be derailed by your hurt, but we're not minimizing it. Uh, I'm talking to you today as someone who well understands that. Uh, so I hope this is helpful and we'll look forward to you uh, joining us again next time if you're able to do that.